here in Parma, Ohio, in the loft. We are living off the land. Paul, Jordan, Jimmy, and myself, Dan, that makes L-O-T-L, living off the land. Lottle. We are currently watching the Cavs game as we're live here. Um, So you might hear us... uh, React, right? Yeah, big donk or something like that, but... um, so, uh, follow us on Instagram, Living Off the Land Pod, Twitter at LOTL Podcast 216, Facebook, uh, just like Instagram, at Living Off the Land Pod. Um, how's, uh, how's everybody's Thursday? Oh, you know, another, another week. week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to throw that in there. Okay, Paul, we'll uh, burn you later. I'm not going to be the one getting burned. Some certain Um, topics. No. It's been a great week, though. Warm weather, finally. Feeling like spring slash summer. This has actually been the best week of weather since, like, the end of last summer. I literally did not sleep last night because it was so warm. There is that. I did not sleep last night. See, I'm not like that. I can sleep in the heat, so... Yeah, well, you're Mexican. It's like in your blood. I I was thinking more from Houston, but, you know. It has to be cold, like, for me. Like, I have to... We don't have AC up here, right? Well, I mean, we have window units. units, Yeah, Yeah, but not, like, an actual, like, AC. I mean, it's the same for me. I had to crack my window open just to try to... Oh, mine was fully... (laughs) Mine was fully ajar. I actually, in my apartment, I had all my windows open, and it makes this awesome wind tunnel. Mm, So I I slept. I slept perfect. Oh, that works. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it's great. Weather's warm, so now it's, you know, it's a lot easier to get out and about, try new things. Um, enjoy some of the stuff the city has to offer, outdoor activities, sporting events, restaurants, patio seating. Patios, patio weather's coming up. Patio bars. Event, uh, summer, what do they call it? Festival. Festival season's upon us. There you go. So that's coming up fast. So that's um, some fun stuff coming up, guys. That's something to keep track of in the upcoming episodes oh, and yeah. stuff like that. We'll definitely like, keep an eye out. If it's anything like last year, we went to a lot of festivals last year. And we had a blast. I received like, a lot of was, pictures of people going to festivals last it was, year. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good time. It was fun. No, very much looking forward to it. Oh, um, yeah. Cleveland, I'll say this. Cleveland and the North in general, but I'm partial to Cleveland as I know it better. Um, they, Man, they have some fun summer festivals. Summertime is fun in the North. It really is. Winter, miserable. But, but, but summertime is a blast. How yeah. is that not an and one? Oh, we're talking about Kevin Love? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Kevin Love's having himself a game, though, folks, so that's a good sign. No, well, at the moment. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while you guys were talking, I was watching the game. Festival season. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, we actually did get to go out uh, on Sunday night, uh, something that we've been uh, promoting uh, the last few weeks. Uh, the band that allowed us to use their song as our intro, uh, the Boom Shakalakas. Had a show at the Happy Dog uh, in Gordon Square, uh, in the Gordon Square area, uh, last Sunday. So we went out there, got some food, got some drink. Um, Paul and I actually stayed for the show. Um, Unlike some other people. It was like yeah. 11.30 on a Sunday night, <laughs> you know? I was in all fairness, the band did start... In all fairness, the band did start later than... We thought the they were going to be starting at 8. We didn't realize that there was going to be... A total of three acts playing, and yeah. the first act didn't start. Uh, I think until it was nine. It was yeah. It was it was a little after nine. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Not going to completely fault you for that. I can't blame oh, you. I really thanks, did guys. think they were going to be starting thanks. to date. So, you know, you have Tanks. But yeah. no, uh, Dan and I toughed it out. Um, yeah. But I mean, just get this out of the way. Happy Dog, Cleveland staple, super great. I mean, I'm a big fan. That's one of the I first places I got introduced to when I moved up to Cleveland. Yeah, it's a good place. So, if you haven't been, check it out. Great hot dogs. Hot dogs. They also have great burgers, and... as I learned. No, they really are. No. They're fun. I usually get a hot dog, but I felt like a burger. It was really good. It was very, it was medium rare, like I asked for it. it I'll take tasty. your word for it, because uh, when I go to the Happy Dog, it's usually because I'm craving a hot dog, so I'm not usually one. I just usually burger. feel like I can get a burger anywhere. Dive bar vibes. <laughs> I can't I get like dog. I can't get like a good hot dog. All right, I'll give you that. I guess anywhere. I just don't like hot dogs in general. I eat hot dogs when it's a matter. That's of because convenience. you're not American. Uh, Miami. We are just cutting low today. All right. Uh, by the end of this episode, we'll all be no about... respect for Cinco de Mayo weekend, Dan. <laughs> by, by the end of the episode, we're all going to be about two inches tall because we're going to be cutting each other down the entire <laughs> two, time. Yep. Two um, but no, uh, but, but when the band got on, and I'm not just saying this, uh, they were a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, they're really good. Really good. Um, they're very entertaining. They're very high energy. I really want to see them in, um, like you know, more of like a prime spot. You know, sun, Sunday night at the Happy Dog. Let's face it, it's not like your Friday Saturday night. Um, Happy Dog is a good music venue, though. It is. It's just on a Sunday night, it was kind of a bad... Right. Yeah. So, um, no, I'd love, I'd love to see them, you know, because uh, they've played at some larger venues, and I'd love to see, like, you know, them with, like, a large crowd and uh, just I, see how it goes. I so. feel like I could really see them do well at, like, the Grog Shop or, oh, Beach, or Beachline Ballroom or something oh, like that. Oh, they would kill at the Grog Shop, no yeah. question. So, but yeah, no, it was really cool just to be able to check out, got to introduce Ben to everyone here at the podcast, and... Um, no, he's a cool dude. No, he really is. A super cool guy. Great bass player, by the way. Yeah. Again. Yeah, he was he was into it. It was pretty cool. Again, not just being biased. Like seriously, these guys are a ton of fun to watch. So be sure to check them out on social media. Um, buy their album. I fully intend on buying their album. And if you haven't even, uh, if you don't buy the album just yet, just at least hear it. Like they have good old. It's good rock and roll. Like it's rock. Wouldn't you agree? It's like rock and roll. Like what would you describe it as? Yeah. No, just really rock and roll. It's like a um, classic rock vibe almost. Yeah, it's like a throwback classic yeah. rock and roll. I say it kind of harkens back to, not to sound cliche, but kind of like the heyday of rock and roll, yeah. like when it was yeah, really yeah, starting yeah. up. Like when it was a golden age. And, yeah. yeah, and you watch them play; like they literally, they, they have a lot of fun playing, yeah. and that's in it. Tell like you can tell and listen to the music. So, um, um, just want to throw this out too: we're working on a episode where we're going to kind of focus on the local music scene. So we'll be hitting that hopefully within the next few weeks. Uh, Cleveland has a fun local music scene, and um, I was reminded recently I was talking to a friend and how. Um, he really enjoys hitting up all the local shows. It's a good time. Like, it, yeah, obviously going to big national acts is fun, and we all know the songs better. But go to some local venues. Like, if you don't know what to do on like a weekend or even just a weeknight, check what the Grog Shop, Be- Beachland Ballroom, Mayhall, Mahal's. Sorry, <laughs> Teresa got me saying Mayhall. Uh, there's also the Foundry. No, that's false. Uh, there's the Foundry in Lakewood. The Foundry, exactly. They do a lot of metal acts. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these places cater to certain types of music. Yeah, and so kind of just check them out and see what what they're all about, and and, and support the local music scene. It's, it's, it's an it's, it's an expensive uh, more exactly often, and nine times out of ten you either know someone in the band, right. or you get to interact with them, and it's right. always a fun and all time. these all these places have food and drinks. Like it's not like you're just gonna sit there bored or something. That too, like, honestly, that too. Especially That's... Mahal's has really good food, really good food, and really good drinks. Like it's it's a good time. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. That's always a difficult. And one I just realized I said concerts. it's a good time multiple times and like a minute so i'm gonna try not to say it's a good time for the rest of the podcast but it's a good time (laughs) (laughs) all right sounded like goofy right there (laughs) that's because i am goofy uh okay yeah so uh happy dog was great the show was cool we've talked about Um, happy dog before yeah but i mean we went there specifically no no right right, right, whatever yeah um but it was it was a good time band was good um they played about five i think five songs i'd say five five or six yeah well which was good because it was like late it was really late on a sunday night but uh but no it was cool so uh cover the happy dog uh paul actually got to go to another place that we've kind of been wanting to try out uh, how do you how do you pronounce it? is that barocco barocco yeah, yeah barocco mm-hmm. yeah. so paul talk a little bit about that Oh uh, yeah, so Brooklyn Lakewood. Um, it's been recommended by a couple people. I know a coworker of ours, John. He mentioned it uh, specifically because it's he 
described as authentic Colombian food, which, I mean, personally, I've never had Colombian. Uh, and he's from Colombia. Right. Like, he's literally yeah, he's from Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's anyone's word to take for it, it would be John's, you know. And um, so, you know, I've been looking forward to trying it, and just happens that a friend was having a birthday gathering there on Saturday. So, you know, got to check it out, and <clears throat> it's a small place. Uh, it's a small place on Madison. There's so much stuff tucked into Madison Avenue there yeah, in Lakewood. Uh, you can literally just throw a rock and you can hit a new place to go to. But no, it's it's very interesting. So very much used to, and I think most of us are, some Mexican places, kind of Tex-Mex, that sort of thing. So this place, like, it very much has a lively atmosphere. Very lively. Um, I mean, just like lots of decorations, a lot of hustle and bustle, uh, live music's playing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they had a guitarist is that there. Typical that they have I think a live. Yeah, no, actually, okay. that's that's one of the things that they really try to um, promote themselves as, is a place that you know has music and you're just you, know, you walk in and it's just bustling with energy, and so in that respect, like even though the cuisine's a bit dif- a, <laughs> a bit different. Oh different. my goodness! I, what I don't are know you? What Some type of an Irish. <laughs> I think I was starting to try to slip into an accent there. Different. Um, what would that be? Irish or English? Different. I don't even know. That could be Swedish, maybe. All right, I'm, I'm done dissecting my botchery of an uh, accent. Um, but no, so it has a little bit of a familiar flair to it, just if you're kind of used to that Tex-Mex vibe. That good old Hispanic vibe. Exactly. But, and also when you walk in, uh, complimentary tequila shots. That's, wait, wait, what? So you walk in, there's a guy standing there, and there's a tray of halved limes that are scooped out. And but there's just a little bit of the lime left. So they will literally salt it, pour tequila in it, and you can take a tequila shot out of the lime. I feel like you buried the lead, Paul. But okay. Go on. <laughs> buried the lead? Yeah. I feel like you should have started with that. Oh. Like as soon as we said. Ah, oh, nice it's journalism a, It's term. a journalism oh. reference. Yeah. What up? Okay, that was weird. Such I thought nerd. everybody knew what that reference meant, but it makes sense now that you say it. Apparently not. <laughs> but it's not something that like just comes right to mind. Took me a second I there. am used to hanging out with journalists. I did it for like four years, so and now so. he hangs out with us. Nerd. So now I hang out with non-journalists. But no, seriously, that that is by far one of, if not the most unique, like introductory experiences. I mean, you walk in the door and hey, tequila shot. Obviously, you must be twenty-one years or older. Bring your kids. <laughs> uh, but no, you, so you walk in. Uh, I think I mentioned it before. It is a small venue. And so when you have a smaller place and you have all this music and there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of people moving about. Not going to lie. It can feel a little overwhelming, at least for me personally. I prefer a little more space, a little bit more of a chill environment. Now, also, we had a party of 15. so Which is probably, from what you told me, probably a bad idea, Correct. I would say, I would not suggest that. I would say for a place like this, don't get me wrong, it's fun. And I feel that if it had been a smaller party, and it really wasn't anything against the business itself, it was simply that the person who planned it decided to have 15 people in this place, and they'd been there before, so they knew what it was like. Hmm. Um, So I would recommend smaller group, but seriously, a lot of fun. And the food, food's delicious. Um, I had an arepa, which is a classic Colombian dish, and... It's, uh, it's sort of like a, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's sort of like a cornmeal it's like, cake. It's almost like a sandwich thing. It's like a cake. Yeah. And I don't really want to say, uh, it's not really cake. Google it. You all have Google. You all have smartphones. No, no, it's it's it. like a cornmeal platform, which they wash and grind fresh there every day. Yeah. And it's basically like a platform, almost like a sandwich for, you know, whatever you want to put on it. Chorizo, egg, cheese. Uh, delicious. It was grilled. It was fantastic. And the drinks. I did not personally have a drink. But Chorizo. The... <laughs> But the drinks look amazing. The mojitos, um, the shoot, pina coladas, I mean, you name it. So they have like cocktails and stuff? Yes. Oh, they have cocktails. They have, I, I know a lot of Hispanic places also tend, well, sometimes have like juice or like other like different types of just fresh created. Yeah, I did not notice that. Fresh created. Fresh made. <laughs> um, I did not notice that, but that's actually a good point. That'd I can't something speak to look today, for guys. Next time. Um, but no, I'd say if you're looking for a different and authentic experience, This is a place to go to, and it might be a little more comfortable for some people simply because it is, I think, in just a more comfortable environment. Because a lot of times when you go to authentic places, quite frankly, they can be a little kind of dingy, 
a little rundown. A little weird for some people. For yeah. some people, that's not necessarily their cup of tea. So I think this is a good way to try something new, um, try some legitimate food, but be in an atmosphere that maybe you're a little more used to. All right. Well, you know what time this is? Uh, Metrics time. Oh. <laughs> All right. So how was the service? Uh, service, I, the server did the best she could, you know. There was a lot of people uh, there. was a lot of people there. Um, she was very pleasant. She was very nice. And she had okay. to deal with people... It took over an hour for everyone to get there. So God bless her. So, uh, she was she was very polite, and so service was good. Five out of five for the server. I'll I'll, I'll give her five. I mean, okay, it, five arepas. Five what? Arepas. <laughs> what is that? Oh, apparently Dan hasn't been listening to. No, I've been watching the game. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Dan's gonna be a little disappointed. By the way, Kevin Love is having a good game. That's a good sign. Yeah, you've said um, that twice already. Well, I just wanted to say it again. Prices. How were the prices? Prices, I'd say fair. Now, for the appetizers, appetizers are always a ripoff. Let's these, just get that well, no, straight these, out here, guys. Now, granted, don't these, get appetizers ever. These were a good amount of. Well, all right. In this case, I'll say this: the appetizers, like we got some guac and we also got a uh, cheese dip, and they're good. And actually, they're quite filling. I actually filled up on chips and dips, so I actually ended up taking most of my dinner home. They are a bit pricey. It's $12 for one of the uh, cheese dips. It's $9 for the guac. It is a pretty good sized portion, but, you know, be prepared to spend a little bit. Okay. Uh, if you're going to get an appetizer. The food itself, I mean, for the dish that I got, it was $12 for my arepa, and I thought it was a good deal. I mean, Was it just like the, 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 the meal itself, or did it come with like any sides? You get anything? a side. You pick a side. And you get oh, okay, things like okay. yuca fries. You can oh, get tostones, sure. which I yeah. got. Uh, you know, there's a couple different sides you can get. You can get standard fries if you like. For anyone who would like to yeah, just stick okay. with, yeah. you know, plain potato fries, you can get that. Um, but I no, I'd say I'd say price is fair. I'd say price is good. The drinks, they're not cheap either. But I mean, from the looks of them, I mean, you see the guys making they're them at the bar, crap, yeah, crap, and they're, crap. I mean, you could smell the mint from the mojitos. Yeah. So, so it sounds like the third metric, quality of food and drinks, we've kind of already gone over that. It's, yeah, it's authentic. It's mm-hmm. and we know. I mean. Like I said, our buddy Jonathan, who's literally Colombian, he's yeah. from Colombia. Well, he's in, I believe he's an American now, but he's from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, he says it's the only place in Cleveland that's authentic. So yeah. for, for Colombian food, so that's good. The drinks sound there sound like they're good. Portion sizes, we went through that, uh, and you already went through vibes and atmosphere as well. Right. Um, it sounds like it's a pretty lively place. Like it's not right. a boring, so, like, quiet atmosphere. No, and like I said, for me, um, I personally enjoy an environment that's a little more relaxed if it's going to be that close i prefer something that's not as energetic now that's just me personally i think also just going with a smaller party is better um so really that's you know i mean you work with the space you got and i appreciate that they're you know trying to bring something different to cleveland so i'm not going to knock them for that it's just i'd prefer to enjoy it on like a little bit more of a toned down level yeah so i I look forward to going there maybe on like a weeknight or something, or sure. even just with a smaller party, because I feel like I would personally enjoy it a little bit. All right, what's your overall rating? How many arepas out of five? <laughs> By the um, way, we decided we're going to just choose random objects for our rating system so, every time, um, something new. So out of five, um, I, I'd give them four, and that's and that's simply just because of the environment. And that's okay. and that's that's different for everybody, like I said. I don't like it too hyped. <laughs> and just you know, just trying to be modest, but no, it's... Great place, great food, great drinks. Um, So definitely check them out, for sure. And we're back. We are back after that small break we had. So Paul, oh boy, got lip buckle up. Whatever you're doing at work. Don't take this personal. Whatever you're doing at work. I feel like at work and before we started this, you're you're like taking this personal like, oh, I'm going to get so mad at you. I... Listeners, Sorry, we have a differing of a difference of opinions. This is a good thing to listen to when you're in a traffic or something because it's going to be a little hefty. So I'm going to try to keep this tone. If we're going to talk Ooh. about what I think we're going to talk about, oh, you know exactly what we're going to talk about. Then I will do my best to keep it in check. All right, here we go. So go. All ahead. right, so uh, the next uh, food we're going to review is well, gas station food. For some reason, I love how you just this simply is, take it and just slap in is, that category. This is Sarah, our yeah, coworker's fault. It's her fault. No, no. All right. So food at a gas station. No. When you say gas station food, what do you mean? 
What do you mean by saying gas station uh, well, food? Well, what do you? Okay, this is a loaded question because you probably want me to I say want something. To know, like I want weird, to know. I want to know. No, I want to know what you mean by gas station food. Do you mean food you flavors. literally get at a gas station, or the kind of food you get at a gas station? I mean the kind of food that you get. Exactly. You mean the kind of food that you get at a gas station. Okay. So See, I mean, I mean. That you're actually getting food at a gas station, which to oh, me is an elitist over here. To me, oh, completely, that's just, that's just that. That's why that I'm like. No, they're two completely different things, in my opinion. Because there is the there's the food at a gas station. There's gas station food, the food you expect at a gas station. Then there <coughs> so are you're, places. Wait, just to clarify, you're talking about like those weird hot dogs. Is like ten different I'm versions. I'm talking flavors like you know your prepackaged tuna salad sandwich. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm talking right. about your little pretzel hummus packs. I'm talking you. about. I hear you. Okay, so that to me is like gas station food. That's food you expect at a gas station. Then there happen to be places that you can get food at a gas station, but it's completely different. Okay. With that in mind, let's go. Okay. So, what, are, are you throwing anything else at me, or am I just simply... You know, we'll just talk about it a little bit. Because... Let's talk about it, and if we hear something suspicious, we'll butt in. <laughs> Sus- okay. Questionable. So, all right, so ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. The Sunoco gas station on Pearl Road, um, probably just... Throw out that address, man. Yeah, 4475 Pearl Road. Probably okay. within two miles... Um, across Brook Park Road on Pearl, going towards Ohio City. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yes, it's it's a rundown area. It's a rundown gas station. It's nothing pretty to look at. But our coworker Sarah had gotten Uber Eats, <laughs> and she'd gotten fried chicken from a place that was referred to as <laughs> Angelo's Amazing Chicken. We could not find this place on Google for the life of us. We I just want to say, I usually listen to podcasts in the slow times at work. So while I'm listening to my podcast, I just keep sensing. Sarah and Paul whizzing past me. Okay, no, look, I think it's over here. And then I'm like, finally, I was like, I paused my podcast. I was like, what are you two doing? We were in a feverish manhunt. Like, we had, I had to find this place. I was getting angry because I couldn't find it. She managed to find the address, and it turns out it's this gas station. So I, after work, I had to go. I went right after work. And if you follow us on Facebook, if you look at our page, I posted a picture of it. So you go in, and it's very unassuming. It's you know a bit of a rundown place, but right there is a gentleman who's stocking a hot box. It's a with... gas station. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish we filmed. It's what it is. I'm not. It's what it is. It's the way you say it. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's that elitist. It's that elitist. You know what? That that suburban strong. It's, it's such attitude. a lovely little fuel uh, pot. <laughs> the best part was when Dan was like, "You know, I generally don't like eating at places where I feed my car." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, feeding my car, I don't want to feed myself there too." Well, what about like gecko or sheep? Oh, this is funny because See, I don't he really kind of like, was against that yesterday too. I don't. Okay, so. I don't really like. He's about to get unpopular real quick. No, I don't. I don't really like. I can't remember the last time I've actually gotten food at Sheets. Like it's not like, hey man, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go to Sheets. Well, you should. Well, it's some good. Because this dude, Jimmy, just loaded up on some get go. Some good food. That's actually. I'm not gonna lie. I All like right, so here I'm. Oh yeah, let's let, say, me, let's let me finish up and then we'll touch on that. So no, you go in and a real nice guy filling up a hot box, fried chicken, JoJo's, empanadas. And I really wish I could remember the name of this. It's some sort of a, like a Latin meat pie. It's basically like a meat hot pocket, only delicious. And super affordable. I mean, for, for massive you, chicken Did you happen to capture, obviously I'm assuming not, but like what type of ethnicity this is based? This I haven't a clue. Because I'm curious, like, why are they selling empanadas in like a, <laughs> a fried chicken place? I mean, well, what I've come to understand about just in talking with the coworker today, is that a lot of Sunokos, a lot of them are actually like individually owned. Correct. So a lot of so a lot most of people, gas stations are like yeah, that. right. Yeah. But especially with I haven't noticed this in other gas stations particularly, but like especially with Sunoku, is that you oftentimes you really get a variety. Like it's not necessarily the same food you get. Right, because there's uh, near Teresa's house on Lakewood Avenue. There's a gas station that sells like pretty decent fried chicken. Yeah. And like Mediterranean food. Right. Because they're like these Mediterranean guys that own it. So I'm just curious, like, what the deal might be with this one, because I don't think I've. Ever, I'm not being funny. I'm being yeah. serious. I don't think I've ever been to a gas station that sells like empanadas. No, like, me neither. And I honestly, I would expect that this is something to be a lot more common in like the south. In the south. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I thought it was really cool. And so I got myself a chicken tender dinner. They're massive chicken tenders. You get four tenders or four JoJo's for five bucks. 
Uh, the empanadas and such, uh, they're a dollar and some change, I think, per... Oh, so they're really cheap. It's, it's, it's not expensive yeah. at all. I think all in all, for what I got, it was about 8 bucks, eight fifty. Okay. And I, I, it you was You JoJo's, too, the JoJo's? Yeah, jo- JoJo's. I got some hot sauce on the side. So don't go to Harry Buffalo, whose JoJo's are terrible. No, these were good don't JoJo's. Go here. Like, and get they, the breading stuck on them, and they were actually still kind of crispy. Because that's the thing. A lot of times JoJo's... They get, they get moist. Yeah. They get moist. Um, they get yeah. soggy. Yeah, soggy. They get, soggy or, there's, there's really not much of a crust to them. No, yeah. this this was good. I was pleasantly surprised. And again, it's I'm not going to lie. A lot of it is just the fact that it's something completely different than what I'm used to seeing at a gas station. So to me, it was like finding like a new dive restaurant. Because it's so unassuming. You're, it's so unexpected. Unless you just happen to know. That serves gasoline. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna intervene. I... Okay, I'm not pro gas station food. Like, it's not like a thing that I'm attracted. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't care. I'm gonna... But if a gas station has good food, I'll eat there. I like get-go. I like uh, sheets. And this place is very intriguing. So, so while I'm making fun of Paul, because I find <laughs> this hilarious that a trained chef is all about this. You would be surprised I how many also, chefs love these kind of places. Well, I was going to say, I also... I'm all, I'm being a little silly. Like I I I, I get it. I'm gonna try. I will try it. I will try it. I will. That I will. Well, that makes one of you. No, because right, we got Mister uh, Suburbia no, over here. Because here's the thing. Why do you keep saying that? That's just I don't like eating food at a gas station. No, but that's the thing I, I want to say. What, all right, is all right, it? I just want to explain why. Because Strongsville to me is one of the most preppy. Suburbs. Oh, it's super preppy. That's, this has I'm just, I'm nothing just, to do with Strongsville. I'm this literally up. has nothing to do with Strongsville. It's because you're from. Okay, Jimmy. Do I need to make fun of Jimmy too to balance out the? But I eat gas. But he <laughs> eats food at a gas. It has so, nothing to okay. do with where he's from. So here, let me let me. I need to understand. It literally has nothing to do with it. Does it have to do? With, I have no. Okay. No. Does I'll it have to do with the quality or the location? I don't know the quality. Exactly. So, so you're so you're so you're saying you're just purely basing this off the location where the food is being sold. Yes. And that's it. Yes. Judgmental. That's terrible. Why is that terrible? All right. If there was a gas yes. station, if there was a Taco Bell inside of a gas station, you wouldn't get Taco Bell. No. We had this conversation at work. I told Sarah. That there's a su- there's two subways right by work. There's one in a BP and there's one all the way on Brook Park Road. I go to the one on Brook Park Road. All right. In all fairness, you love Taco Bell a lot more than Subway. Oh, okay. I don't know what that has to do. With no, it. I think he's saying, would you eat at a Taco Bell at a gas no. station? No. Oh, okay. No. And that and that's why I get upset. <laughs> I will be honest. Why? I will I, be honest. Most gas station fast food chains are terrible. Like I've been to the. Freaking yes. Burger King and near the airport. I've been to... I waited I've for... Like, that's not my point. My point is it has nothing to do with it being a gas station. It has to do with the quality. It has absolutely well, right, nothing to do no. with the location. Look, I'm, a, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm teetering both sides here. I get what Paul's saying. I'm open. Hey, if it's, a, if it's good, clean food, it's good, clean food. But then I also know what Dan's saying. A lot of gas stations have just awful... I have gone to that awful. subway at that BP yeah, and no, I've it's, gotten it's, sick. It's terrible. You can ask yeah. people at work. No, no, no. And I, I won't. Like I said, I, I, I see both that. sides here. I see both sides here. I won't deny that. For me, it's simply a matter of like, give them a try. It has nothing to do with the Oh, location. see, and that's what I... That's kind of where I'm... I'm like, hey, it's a mom and pop option. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. I'll give it a nice shot. Guy. I'll shoot my shot. He's just trying to make a living selling some fried chicken and empanadas out of a Sunoco. I'll shoot my shot like DeRozan just did. <laughs> or Lowry, sorry. Way to transition. Not sure why I thought that was DeRozan. Yeah, All right. whatever. I mean, you want to go there, fine. I'm not going to go there. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. All right. Well, folks, I'll try it and I'll tweet my results when I... Uh, my results. What am I... I have said some of the weirdest <laughs> stuff tonight. I don't, moving on. Speaking of results... Oh, yes. We have some poll results we need to talk about. Yes. We have been throwing out some polls for our listeners and followers on Facebook. And I think there's been one or two on Twitter, actually. Hasn't let's, there? Let's start off with ice cream because I want to... Because the cause the Mexican food one is going to transition to our last culture segment. Oh, yeah. No, so, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so, we published a poll... Um, and we said, well, I can't eat ice cream. I'm, de- <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. So the type of ice cream I can eat is like Mason's because they have vegan ice cream. Uh, Which is so, not ice cream. It's, it's still decent. I, I'll be honest. I don't even, I don't even have a taste for ice cream anymore. So these two guys, apparently they're real big fans of Honey Hut and East Coast Custard. So while there's more options in the city, we know that. We understand that. Facebook literally only allows you to do two options. So we chose two of the more popular options. But we also asked, hey, which ones do you like? So our main poll, though, Honey Hut versus East Coast Custard. This poll is still going on. 
But right now, uh, Jimmy, go ahead and vote for which one you like so I can see the results. Okay, uh, for sure. Okay, Honey Hut. Oh. Uh, Honey Hut is winning 75% of the votes. There's been 16 votes. That's fake news. Oh, God. Was this broadcast on CNN? Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Fox uh, News, nope. actually. <laughs> oh, even faker. Okay. Um, okay, so Honey Hut's winning right now. Dan's more of a fan of East Coast Custard. Uh, we had some people comment handles. I'm, I've never, literally yeah. never heard of it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, handles, yeah, handles is another popular okay. one. I personally haven't been, um, but I have seen them, and that's one I would like to try. I mean, like you said, there's obviously more than one place. These right. are just simply the two that are closest to home because Dan and I have And we kind of debated on this. Like, do we ask people just what we want? But we're like, no, we'll pick two popular ones and we'll go from there. Right. So. And no, it's been great. It's been great getting responses. You have five days to vote still. So it's five days. Go, so if you if you have a or a comment, if you hear this and you're like, "Yo, uh-uh, <laughs> none of these three, none of these two. I mean, let's let's pick another. Yeah, that's fine. Like like do that. Um, so, but yeah, so the, you know, it's it's summertime. Ice cream is getting hot right now. I'm gonna just put a shout out to Masons for all my vegan people or my <laughs> lactose intolerant people. And we're kind of all in the same spot here. All fighting Mitchell, the same battle. Mi- Mitchell's ice cream has a decent like chocolate caramel or salted caramel option. Not a big fan because it has a very coconut flavor, and I'm not a big fan of coconut. Mason's Creamery, um, it's in Ohio City. I do not remember exactly where. You can Google it, but it's in Ohio City. Very good vegan ice cream. I had like a, I don't even remember. It was like a cookie dough or cookie batter or something. Something yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head, but right. very good. Um, Holy Moses or Sweet Moses. Sweet, Sweet Moses. Moses. <laughs> Sweet Holy Moses is a beer. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, Sweet Moses uh, has a decent vegan as well. Yeah, um, I just want to throw out that to all my people that are vegan. No, that's cool. And a big idea. Intolerant. I'm and not a, vegan, but no. I'm lactose intolerant. And a big idea with this poll too is like, especially. I mean, there's nothing wrong with indoor ice cream places. I mean, ice cream is ice cream. You'll go regardless. But a big thought with this poll too is like, these are places that it's you know the outdoor. Like they'll have picnic tables and stuff. Oh, you it's walk classic. Out, you know, that's been around for decades. Exactly. I mean, like you walk up to the ice cream. Yeah, exactly. And so now that we're finally in warm weather, we know that that's what people have been waiting for. People have been waiting for their ice cream shops to open right. up that they can walk right. up to. Um, they can sit out in the sun. They can bring their dog, their kids. And just have a good time. So, yeah, like Jordan said, unfortunately, we can only post the two. But if you have any comments, any suggestions, yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, because we're we're constantly looking for new places to try. And, and we all, we're all about supporting local places. So, yes, local. You know. Local, local, local. So do um, not tell me that it's uh, like Briars at, you know, I don't know. <laughs> or Dairy or, Queen. We all know Dairy Queen's good for a quick Do not ice mention cream Dairy snack. Queen. If you mention <laughs> Dairy Queen, then I know you're just trolling. But what if it's a Dairy Queen at a gas station? Oh, the MSW evil. Because again, that has to do with the quality. Oh, has to do with oh. the quality. I question. Has to do that. with the quality. Mm, okay. I'm not what right. if it's a really good Dairy Queen at a gas station? There's no such thing as a good Dairy Queen. Oh. Oh, oh wow. Oh, damn. Wow. Okay. All okay. right. All right. I I hear you. If you have a bone to pick with me, you know where I am. You can find me on social All media. Right. Guys, <laughs> troll this guy because he's trolling us. Troll me. I will get into it with you. All he right. really will though. All, All right. right. So, so. Uh, we did it. We. There's another poll that we did. Uh, there's a uh, Mexican holiday coming up that's pretty much like an American Mexican holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Tex-Mex holiday? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to describe yeah. it. I mean, long story short, Cinco de Mayo is a celebration of a major victory in the uh, the war for French. Uh, there's so many names for it, but one of them, the more popular ones, is the War of French Intervention hmm. or France Intervention. This is before Mexico was like, you know. Right. Um, and the Mexican army had a big victory. Um, weirdly enough, it's mainly only celebrated, and I did some research on this just to double double check. It's apparently mainly only celebrated in the town of Puebla in Mexico because mm-hmm. that's kind of where the battle happened. Um, in America, though, it's a big deal. In Mexico, it's not a big deal. For those who want to know the big time, it's kind of like St. Patrick's Day because yeah, St. Patrick's Day yeah, is really yeah. not that. I, I not don't, in, it's not in that Ireland, big in Ireland. Right, right. This is one of those weird things that Americans do. It's just um, it's just an excuse for people to go out and get drunk, right? Especially right. on a weekday. Yeah, and that's uh, there's nothing again. You know, it's whatever. Um, I will. I just want to throw out there for my uh, Mexican listeners. If there's primos, uh, we all know September 16th is the day of independence for Mexico. That is a banging holiday in Mexico. I've actually been there during the, the September 16th holiday, and it's great. Um, so anyways, um, we ran a poll since it's Cinco de Mayo. This brings up the topic of Mexican restaurants and Mexican food in Cleveland. Are you more of a fan? Like, What's your favorite part of Cinco de Mayo? 
Are you all about the drinking, the margaritas, the tequila? Or are you about tacos, chips, and salsa, whatever else, you know? Uh, so far, the poll ta- food, essentially, is, is leading 58% to 42%. Um, and we also asked, hey, what's your favorite place in uh, Mexican place in Cleveland? My, I want to just throw out, let's throw out our favorites first, and we'll talk about some comments that we got. Um, my favorite is La Plaza Supermarket because it's the only taqueria-style authentic tacos that I've found in the city. And they sell a whole bunch of other cool stuff like tamales and um, uh, pan dulce and other stuff like that. Uh, I'm a big fan of Barrio. I love it. I think it's a good time. Baker's ta- Baker's F- Bakersfield, right? Tacos in Ohio City. Mm-hmm. I always call it Baker's Tacos. Baker's, <laughs> Bakersfield is very good. Uh, a place that me and my parents go to a lot is... Uh, Fiesta Jalapenos in North Ridgeville. It's a good place. And we've been to Maya many times. That's also We've a been to Maya. That's There's a lot of great... I will say, Cleveland has a lot of good Tex-Mex options. Mm-hmm. Cozumel is another good one in Lakewood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my favorite is La Plaza Supermarket. Paul, what would you say? Um, so, you know, I've had the opportunity to go to La Plaza too. That's great. Um, a place that's always been near and dear to me is Via Zapata on Madison. Uh, 85th of Madison. It's, you know, like... Jordan got to try it. I'd love to go back with him again. It does lean more towards the Tex-Mex, but there is some delicious, authentic stuff you can get there. My personal favorite is the chicken quesadilla. is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but you can get tacos there as well. Margarita pitchers. There's some pretty ridiculous deals on margarita pitchers. Uh, make sure you have a designated driver. I'm telling you. <laughs> and now this place, it's not Mexican per se, but you can get street-style tacos there, which you know mm-hmm. I, I love. Um, Pupuseria La Benedicion. It's on West 105th Street. Now, it's a little bit in kind of a shady part of town. It is a rundown place, but these people will do an excellent job. These are oftentimes um, the best. The best no, it's great. You can get yeah. pupusas. You can get uh, tamales. And they do make tacos as well. And they do right? make tacos. Yeah. They do make street-style yeah. tacos. Um, so those those are two of my favorite places uh, that I've come to know and love in the Cleveland area, just when it comes to yeah. tacos, you know, that sort of that sort of thing. So, uh, and Dan? Dan? Yeah, Dan mentioned a couple places oh, as well. Dan? What are your favorite uh, Mexican places? I don't remember what I mentioned. Though. When you want to celebrate Hispanics I mean, I'm not like Mexicans. <laughs> you want to just like take a break or something? A break? Over there no, from I'm talking. Good. I, I do need a break from talking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Cozumel and Maya. I, I grew up going to Cozumel, especially the one in Brunswick. Um, so that's one that, uh, that I always go to. But, you know, obviously Barrio. Um, I love going to Barrio. Uh, what else? Did I say anything else? Oh, uh, I want to throw out Nuevo. Um, it's right near the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame area. I would not say this is an authentic place at all, so don't, don't go there if that's what you're thinking. It's kind of a modern twist on uh, Mexican food. It's good, though. It's yeah. a good time. No, you've you've I, been there. I, I, yeah. Another friend of ours has been there. Yeah. I've been interested I like in it. it. I know Dan's mentioned that he's been interested Especially in it. Especially if you're... In that part of town, which not a lot of people go there, and uh, well, it's right by the lake. Uh, you go there, I guess, if you're going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the yeah. museums or a Browns game, perhaps. No, I mean, the, I mean, think about it. Warmer weather, the lake's yeah. right there. I mean, you're going to get some gorgeous views, and from the sounds of it, some good food. Maybe not purely authentic, but good food, good drinks. Yeah. Um, so just real quick, uh, Jordan, tacos, margaritas. What What do you look forward to most? Ooh, um, I love a good margarita. Um, I honestly, because my family actually is Mexican, we never really got super into Cinco de Mayo, um, just because a lot. Because it's people, fake. It's, it's it is it so, is it's a silly holiday. So what? Do, um, but but you plan on you know if you get to go out you. Yeah, I'll have some. I mean, I'll have margarita. Like, it's not like I'm like. Uh, I really enjoy a good taco. Okay. So Dan, anything know. in particular choice between the two? Marks tacos. What you uh, I know I voted for tacos. Probably tacos. I'm same here. I um, mean, yeah, because we yeah. you get a margarita. I, I I really need to, I I still need to go and uh, check out La Plaza. Yeah, uh, buddy Joel actually got lunch there today. Did he? Oh, oh nice. I like Joel. Joel's a good dude. Except he's a Chelsea fan, so he's not a good guy. He's a terrible. <laughs> and we guy. we all make exceptions for our friends. Dan, Dan just looks. Wait, at Joel, me. who? Oh, which Joel are you talking about? I thought about? you were talking about Jakubowski. No, not at. Okay, well, you said my buddy went there for lunch today, so I'm assuming the guy we work with. I his said name our is buddy. Well, technically, okay. Oh, sweet lord! Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, just bear with us. Jordan is extremely hungry, and Joel is a, a Chelsea fan, and that's unfortunate. That's not the Joel I'm talking about, though. I'm talking All right. about our 
half Chinese friend. He's so. a Tigers fan. So he's from Detroit. He's from Detroit. He's a Red Wings fan, so that's cool. I like the Red Wings. Again, where are we going with this? Like, what, what are you happening? doing? Okay, Jordan, take a break. All right, so yeah, single to miles coming up. There's not, I, there's nothing really like special like going on in the city. I think for, there is a tequila festival at the casino. I don't know, That's something like that. But um, yeah, so uh, that should be fun. Um, hopefully, get a taco or two this weekend. But. Uh, uh, yeah, what else we still got uh, over here? Uh, Paul, talk to us about the Holden Arboretum. All right, so the Holden Arboretum. Arboretum. <laughs> Arboretum. It's Arboretum. It's, I don't know. I've I'm, never been Holden, there. No, Holden honestly, I didn't know that word existed until the first time I went uh, there I a couple years ago. Uh, no, so it's a real nice place um, for everyone who likes outdoor activity. And actually, there was an event put on by REI, which is an outdoor supplies company. Um, you could probably think along the lines of like a Dick Sporting goes on, I think more specialized, um, you know, specifically for camping, backpacking, things of that sort. So they had an event out at the Holden Arboretum, which is in Kirtland, Ohio. So you're heading out east. Um, from here, in the west side of Cleveland, you're looking about 40, 45 minutes, uh, but it's easy to get to. And it's just a really beautiful area. It's a nice little, sort of like a reservation where they just house different plants and flowers and trees, um, have all sorts of walkways. It's a really cool tower that was built that you can actually see above the tree canopy, and you can even see all the way to Lake Erie. It's it's a beautiful view. Once you start getting you know warm weather, green leaves, or in the fall when you see colors changing, it's it's an absolutely gorgeous venue. There's also a canopy walk. You can actually walk kind of like in the tops of the trees, sort of that they built up oh, there. Oh, that's real pretty. Yeah. yeah. That's oh really no, cool. it's it's yeah, super I've been nice. There before. It's, it's oh, you've been there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And no, they've got you know nice little parks, ponds. Um, there's a couple creeks and rivers that run through there, or at least creeks, probably Caleb, not rivers. Another dunk. <laughs> Kevin Love is apparently blossoming. Get buckets. He's got 17 in the first half. Uh, and the Cavs are still down by seven. But anyway, <laughs> it's because they can't de- freaking defend. But um, but no, it's 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 a great place to go to. Just again, if you enjoy outdoor activities, um, it's absolutely beautiful. The flowers are starting oh, to bloom, and it's just a great getaway. You're out. You're kind of away from it all. And I, I enjoy nature a lot. I have yeah, a really good time whenever I go there. It's like a, it's a different thing to do in the city. I mean, the metro parks here are so cool as well. <coughs> um, but th- this is not with the metro parks. This right? is not part yeah. of the metro parks. And also, I mean, quite frankly, it's a lot more, I would say, isolated. Right. You know, I mean, I love the metro parks. I have, they're absolutely gorgeous. But this, if you just wanted that little extra element of separation, this is a great place to go to. You can bring your dog. It's dog friendly. You just you can't take them up the tower or the canopy walk, which is understandable. There, you don't want to risk anything. You know, yeah. Um, it could be dangerous for them, but no, plenty of walkways, plenty of stuff to see. Uh, you know, it's, if you hit it on a sunny day, you can't beat it. It's it's just a wonderful place to go to, and they have all sorts of things there going throughout the seasons. Uh, things like this REI event, talking about outdoor, you know, like backpacking, camping, things of that sort. They'll do things like uh, sunrise yoga. They'll do spin classes outdoors. Um, all kinds of cool things that go on there. One thing I remember about the Holden Arboretum is they have like a really cool like plant aspect to mm-hmm. it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they have like a lot of plants to attract butterflies and even some birds and stuff. So you get beautiful garden. I mean, that's the whole point of it, I guess. Yeah. Like it's a. But um, I also remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, there's like a bird sanctuary as well, right? Like they rehab hawks and stuff, I remember. I believe there is. I mean, there are a couple areas. I could areas. be thinking of a metro park thing. It right? might be a metro park thing, but there are a couple areas that are distinct to, you know, like housing birds and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, no, for outdoor activities, it was great to go there. We're just now starting to get into warm weather. Yeah. So once things start blossoming, especially, I would definitely recommend going out there. And just as the season continues, make the trip out there, make a day of it. You can go out there. Enjoy the view. Maybe check out some dining spots out there or something, and just uh, yeah, go for it. If you haven't been yet, definitely go. It's a good day. It's a good thing to do in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that is the Holden Arboretum for you, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, one last thing. Uh, we just wanted to mention that the uh, Live Nation deal is still going on uh, for. Uh, a lot of tickets, next, are, a lot of tickets sold out. Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot the of 8th. tickets already sold out, though. So look on that for any uh, shows coming up in Cleveland uh, over the summer. Um, you can get 
for anything that's still available, you can get tickets to any of these shows for 20 bucks. So. No fees. So And no fees, you found out. Which is huge. Take advantage of that, because yeah. that's huge. That can add an extra 13, yeah. 15 bucks. Oh, more. The, for instance, the, the cheapest tickets at the Taking Back Sunday show, 40 bucks plus $19. Oh, goodness. So, so yeah. yeah, take advantage of it while it's still going on. All right, so let's uh, let's transition now. Uh, let's get into some sports talk here. Um, we're not going to touch on the Indians today, uh, just because you know they're still really really early into the season, um, and uh, they're still kind of finding their way. I think they're floating around a couple games over 500 right now. So we'll just kind of let that go, and we'll get more into them uh, later in the season. But um, did they count that? They did. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about the Browns real quick. Uh, last week uh, we did a live uh, drive, live draft show um, where we kind of reacted to the Browns' first round picks as they happened. Um, we didn't really get to talk about the second, third, and the rest of the draft uh, because it happened Friday and Saturday, and this is the first time we've been with you guys since those days. So. Uh, just to cover this real quick, we had a mock draft kind of bet between me and Paul. Paul won, but I don't think he can be too proud of it because he got two right. I mean, and this just I goes, got one. This just goes to show how how ridiculously unpredictable it is. I mean, our mocks were shaken to the court instantly with the first pick, mm-hmm. and then I got lucky simply because I had this hunch that the Browns drafted a quarterback. Well, when the Browns drafted a quarterback, rather, that the Giants were going to take Saquon Barkley. That was a saving grace for me because, I mean, 1 through 10 just got completely wrecked. Yeah. And actually, uh, if we want to uh, bring in our friend Hannah in on the uh, on the thing, she had technically won because she got two right as well. But she also predicted that Buffalo was going to trade up. And not only trade up, she got where they were trading up to correct. She uh, predicted that Buffalo was going to trade up to 7 uh, I can't remember who she said they Rosen, Rosen. Okay, and they ended up taking Josh Allen. So she got she got the uh, the trade up right. She got the first name right. Just, just <laughs> not, not the not, ser- the not the last name. No, seriously, that was incredible for her to because pre- Dan and I when we did it we were just saying no trades that's too difficult. But the yeah. fact that she actually, we didn't I mean we didn't tell her so she no, didn't know. No, but the fact that she predicted a trade correctly yeah that's right. ridiculous yeah. <laughs> So, so that was super good impressive. Job, Hannah. So, um, off the record, she wins, but on the record, yeah, Paul gets it because we said it was just going to be yeah. between me and Paul. So by a nose hair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so that uh, that was a lot of fun. Now the draft's concluded. Um, there's not too much to talk about, honestly, up until like training camp starts. But no, I mean just just a brief overview. I personally thought that the Browns drafted pretty well. Um, I think a key thing that Dorsey was nailing here was a lot of hardworking players. Now, obviously, that has to show on the field in terms of production and wins, but a lot of these guys, and it starts with Baker Mayfield, are guys who really earn their position and their starting positions in college. Mayfield was a walk-on. Um, the tackle that they drafted, he was a walk-on. A lot yeah. of these guys didn't necessarily get... Chubb, s- Chubb came back from a devastating knee injury. Right, his knee was completely blown out, and, yeah. um, and he managed to come back in a strong way. A lot of these guys, they didn't get scholarships, but these guys found their way and worked their way, rather, into a starting lineup. So, I, me personally, I think they drafted well. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, they drafted a lot of risk-reward, so if they hit, um, it's going to be a massive coup for the for the team and the organization. Um, I'm a fan of Baker Mayfield, even before they drafted him. I'm not one of these guys that just because now he's on the Browns, I'm going to root for him. <laughs> um, I did want, ultimately... Sam Darnold, just because I think he was a safe, safer pick, and we have to get this quarterback thing right. Yes. So, um, but I do think that if Baker Mayfield does work out, he's got the he's got the type of qualities that could lead you to a Super Bowl eventually, um, if he works out and if they if they handle him the right way, and if the Browns finally do something right um, as far as uh, handling quarterbacks. Um, but I, I echo a lot of what Paul said um, about taking guys who. It seems like we took a lot of guys who aren't going to need any motivation. Um, we took a lot of guys who uh, proved their way to get where they are. They weren't handed anything. Um, I guess the only the only one you could talk about a little bit that way would be Antonio Callaway, just because he's got all the talent in the world, but he's got a very checkered past. 
So the Indians kind of took a took a risk with him. With I mean, it was a fourth round pick, so it's not really to me. It's not like a huge risk if he doesn't pan out or if he uh, gets suspended for whatever. You know, it's not it's not that big of a deal. And for the first time, and it seems like in a long time, we're actually um, really good at the wide receiver position. So. Right, and in a similar situation, sort of, in the fact that the Browns took Caleb Brantley in the sixth round last year, again, taking it a spot where it wasn't necessarily a risk, but there were the character questions. And so, yeah, similar thing with Callaway, and he's one of those guys that, I mean, if he if he cleans up his act and he pans out, could easily be regarded as a steal of the draft. I mean, the guy was yeah. touted as a first-round talent and arguably the best receiver mm-hmm. of the draft had he not been suspended, had he played... Yeah. Things of that sort. So he'll be he'll be one to keep an eye out on because he could honestly, even being a fourth round pick, he could really test someone like a Corey Coleman or any of the other younger receivers on the Browns roster. Right. He could push them. He really could. Um. So, yeah, we just wanted to uh, touch on that uh, real quick. Um, let us know what you guys thought of the Browns draft. Uh, don't have much to talk about the Browns from now until about end of July really so uh, this will pretty much be it uh, for Browns talk but um, you know we say that in Cleveland but that's all <laughs> anybody wants to talk about so uh, we'll see what happens but yeah I think they did well I think the Browns are set up pretty well this year um, they, I mean they don't really have to beat any expectations going 0-16 oh, <laughs> last year so um, hopefully Hugh Jackson uh, keeps to his word and jumps in the lake although it's kind of it's kind of chintzy now because it's like 80 degrees out now for him to jump in the lake like i'll go jump in the lake like right now in all fairness and this is just me being a nerd real quick it takes a long time for a body of water that size to heat back up (laughs) yeah but it's not gonna it's not gonna be like like in january when he should have done it it's not gonna be like in january it'll still be cold though yeah but no at this at this point it's just a moot point if he did yeah so we'll we'll forget about that one yeah for sure uh jimmy you have any thoughts on the draft what do you think of Baker Mayfield. Uh, I like him. Yeah. I think he's cool. I think he has the superstar mentality that we yeah. need, desperately need. So, I don't know. Only time will tell. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Jordan, what do you think? Do you even know who your Texans drafted? I know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about it. If it's not a top ten big, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I think it's cool for the – I think Baker Mayfield is cool. Um, you know, he, he's a winner in college. I don't know if that's going to translate to the NFL. But right. he's got that attitude I respect where he just – he knows he wants to win. And honestly, the Browns have, in the offseason have picked up some pretty cool players too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can imagine them being actually – a. Well, a decent-ish team. The Browns you know. have lacked an identity, and honestly, they could use a little attitude. That's and what I mean. Right, right. It's good. And this is not like, oh, if I hear one more person say that Johnny Manziel compared, that's oh so gosh. stupid. But It's it's ridiculous and it's lazy. There is no comparison. There's no, as Dan mentioned, they're not even like the same type of player. No. Like it's, they're not it's the so, same type of player. They're so not stop. the same type of person. When they I'll tell ask, you right now, yeah. stop doing those stupid comparisons. No, so dumb. Baker Mayfield was a walk-on who had to earn everything he had. Johnny right. Manziel is an entitled idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Who was get, the guy? Yeah. The guy was driving yeah. around in a Mercedes SLK 500 in college, yeah. and he abused because his some, he abused because all his kinds parents, of drugs and his like, parents had like Texas oil money. Right. right. And when John Dorsey was asked this, and I love it, he was asked, you know, what his response was to people who said that uh, Mayfield was just like Manziel. His response was simply, they're two different people. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, but no, it's, it's going to be exciting. But yeah, it's going to be a little while before we really have anything to talk about there. Uh, but right now, like Dan mentioned, we're actually in the thick of game number two. Yeah, just Cavs. got to halftime. Uh, it's 63-61. Toronto's got a two-point lead going into the half. Uh, really offensive game. So far, Kevin Love finally woke up. Uh, he's got 18 at halftime, 18, wow. seven rebounds on 50% shooting. Goodness. How much of this do you think is the game plan is to utilize Kevin Love? Because I didn't see this in game one. In this game, I see him trying. Well, I, mean, he, I mean, he's he hasn't been making shots. It's not like well, it's not like yeah, he's been shooting three times a game. I feel like he's also posting up and stuff like. I don't see him doing that in game one. So you have to imagine some sort of a. Major adjustment was made in between. Well, I think LeBron took it on. I mean, if you watch the game, we were watching as we were kind of talking about stuff. LeBron's kind of taking it on himself to like get get love involved. Yeah, more. yeah. 
Well, I think he understands he's the second best player on the team, and yeah. he's well, yeah, he's they're going to have a chance to beat. <laughs> apart apart from the you know the nights where Jr. and Tristan Thompson hap, happened to produce, which they right. did, and they absolutely needed in Game One, but they're not necessarily guys that you count on game in and game out. Right. And so no, he absolutely knows the importance of Kevin Love, and he's always stood up for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, even we've we've had plenty of reason to get down on Kevin Love. He's not hitting shots. Whatever your thoughts are on how Ty Lue is using him. Um, but, you know, LeBron's always stood up for the guy, and he's not a – I mean, he, LeBron's a decent teammate, and he's not going to tear down Kevin Love. No, and I don't think Kevin Love needs to be torn down. I think Ty Lue has mismanaged him and the team miserably, but that's my own two cents. Yeah, I, I think they could have utilized him a little bit better in the pick-and-pop game. I think we saw that in Game 7 against Indy, which uh, when LeBron was out, he had to go to the locker room. That's exactly what they went to uh, because they had to because LeBron was out. Um, but they played a nice two-man game with George Hill and Kevin Love and got Love some, some good mid-range jump shots where he was able to hit a bank one. He was able to uh, swish another. Um, that kind of got him going a little bit. But uh, let's kind of talk about game one because uh, that's the game that's already in the books. Uh, it was on Tuesday night. Um, I mean, what'd you guys think? Like, I mean, we, obviously I, the Cavs won. I thought it was but. a bad game for the Cavs. I thought, if I had to be brutally honest, uh, they had no business winning that game. The reason why they won that game um, was because Toronto missed every other shot they tried in the, the down the stretch, including the last possession with 12 seconds left. They missed four times. They missed a three, they missed a short jumper, and they missed two, uh, a layup and a putback. Um, now I'm going to have to throw out a random stat here. 95% of the time, the team that gets that many opportunities will put some sort of a basket in. Uh, and if that basket goes in, who knows what happens. Um, the Cavs offense looked awful. LeBron didn't even look that good. He did have a really good possible buzzer beater attempt at the end. I thought that was a good look. And obviously in, in overtime they did what they needed to do. But JR had a solid game, finally. That was good to see. Uh, but Kevin Love was being misplayed terribly. And he was also missing open shots he had. The rest of the team was just a joke. I mean, I can't even think of one player that stood out offensively or defensively. They were a disaster. Yeah. Um, so they won the game, and they were gifted a golden opportunity. And so far, they're playing. They're doing what they need to do and keep it tight because if they could, if they take game two, I mean, hold on, that is huge. That is enormous. And the pressure is not on them. No, the pressure is all on Toronto. Right it's all now. on Toronto. And I mean, just looking at the game. I'm not a fan of people saying that, you know, people that take away victories. I'm not a fan of saying, like, oh, um, you know, they didn't win. Said team lost the game sort of thing. I'm not really a big fan of that mentality. But I will say, I mean, the Cavs, they, they, got, they got a huge break there at the end. Um, I mean, a win's a win. Obviously, enough guys did enough to win the game. And at the end of the day, that's what it shows up as is a W. But, I mean, you got to admit, like you said, Jordan, right there in the closing seconds, I mean, the Raptors literally had three chances. And even if the four. three doesn't go in. I would go, say four. four. Even if the four. three doesn't go in, you had guys there to simply tip the ball in. Yeah. And it's game Val- over. Valachunas literally whiffed. Uh, I mean, he was, he was, I don't know how to, you have to look up the replay. Yeah, just, just look I, at the I replay. I cannot describe how poor of a tip and attempt he did. It was horrible. He was, no one blocked him out. No one was pulling him or pushing him. He was all there all alone. Missed it, just whiffed it. So like I, I just I have no words for that kind of. See, thing. I don't. Like, I, I'm gonna completely disagree with you. I don't think the Cavs played poorly at all yesterday. Really, and LeBron played poorly, and he admitted it. It was one of his worst games. If LeBron plays his normal game, the Cavs win that game by 15 or 20. No, oh, I don't I think agree they, with I don't you think, there. But... I don't think they played poorly at all. I think Jr. stepped up. He had 20. Corver had like 16. Tristan had like. 14 and 10 or something like that. Tristan did have a decent. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he had a good. I, I don't think they. I, I don't think they played poorly at all. I don't think they played poorly defensively. Um, I just. I. I don't know. I, I do agree with you that at the end, Toronto probably should have won it. Um, Nobody I, put a I body think, on any of the Toronto players in the closing minutes of that game. But I. I, I just think the Cavs winning is is more of a. Uh, oh yeah, that's the thing. With all sports, as anyone knows, wins a win. No, no, I'm saying with the Cavs winning is more of a byproduct of uh, the fact that it's. I mean, it's it's 
obvious to anybody who was watching that game how much the Cavs and specifically LeBron are in the Raptors' heads. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, they just. Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, they literally just like crap their pants. Like, yeah, I agree. It's just. I agree with you. There. It's really bad, but. Um, yeah, I. And it's weird because this is arguably the strongest Toronto team facing the weakest Weakest Cleveland team in the last three years. Yeah, (laughs) it's really weird how this is working out. But I mean, it just it just it just goes back to to show like there's nobody in the East that can that can beat LeBron. I mean, there really isn't. I'm I'm not convinced. I'm going to disagree. I I don't think the series is over at all. The Cavs win tonight. It's over. Well, if they win tonight, but. I, I just I just don't see how Toronto can win the series. I really don't. I just think they have they have this mental block uh, when it comes to playing the Cavs, where they just they can't do it. Um, there was a stat. Uh, there was a I can't remember. Uh, I'm not going to bring it up if I can't remember because I don't want to say it yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I I just don't see Toronto winning the series. I I I thought their best shot. Uh, was was winning game one and trying to trying to take control and put the pressure on the Cavs. There's no pressure on the Cavs right now. Yeah. I mean they 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 can play free and easy and they are right now. I mean like Kevin Love's got 18 at half 18 and 19 minutes. Right. I mean he's playing free. Everybody's playing free. They're all playing well. It's just they haven't been able to get some stops. Toronto's hit some shots, but um, I think that changes in the second half. I, I think Toronto, Toronto's going to get nervous. I absolutely agree with you. The pre- the pressure's on Toronto. And yeah. and, uh, and and even if the Cavs lose this game, they go home tied. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's very normal. That happens a lot in NBA playoffs. That's nothing yeah. crazy. So uh, one of the things, one of the other things we had in our notes um, was to kind of talk about Kevin Love, and it's interesting. We was to talk about his struggles in the playoffs so far. Um, one of our one of our main uh, point questions was, will he break out? I think he's answered that so yeah. far in the first half. Absolutely. Um, well, so Kelly, Kelly, is... our friend Kelly mentioned something. Even though he didn't score in game one a lot, he had really clutch rebounds at certain points down the yeah, stretch. Yeah, I mean, so I think he's an all star. I think he's it's an all star. You can't that, just, yeah. you, I mean, you can't just say, oh, he got some really good rebounds. I mean, well, I think it's worth mentioning. I, I That's huge. Know. I don't. That's the Cavs. They struggle with rebounds. I they struggle with rebounds and down in the stretch in the fourth quarter in that whole game. I don't know. He's an all-star player. I can't really say say that the guy did okay just because he got some rebounds. No, I, I mean, he can't shoot. I mean, he shot like he can't shoot like two for ten. Or he something wasn't like that. being played like he's being played in this game. See, I I disagree with that. I don't. I, don't I didn't. Mean, say, I, don't I can't remember one time where he tried to back up a Toronto player. Like oh, he did that like three game. or four times. In well, the game. I mean, maybe a few times, but like. He's doing a lot they're more. They're not. Ty Lue even said they're not going to change the way that they play. It's about Kevin Love stepping up and playing better, yeah. and he's done that tonight. I, maybe, maybe there was there's there was one or two times where LeBron specifically came up the floor and got him the ball in, in a certain spot, but mm. I I don't think I don't think the Cavs have changed the way that they're playing tonight. I just think Kevin Love's playing better. I mean, he's making he's making his open shot. I mean, he's only one for four for three, um, but he did make one in the first half. Um, I just I. I just think he's playing better. I think he's playing more assertive. He's already got seven rebounds, 18 points. I just think he's playing better. So I guess another thing we had uh, written down was, is this the new norm for him? And the new norm, I guess, meaning poor shooting, about maybe 10 points, but also getting those like 10, 12 rebounds. I hope well, that's not well, the case. Well, no, because all, he, this is one of his better seasons. Right, I'm, I'm saying, saying like in the playoffs, like right now in the playoffs. Oh, it's just the new norm for him because he has had a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of times the past. This is now his fourth season in Cleveland where he yeah. struggled mightily in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, it's kind of weird. So I I don't know. I hope it's not the the new norm because if it is, the Cavs have absolutely no chance of winning the championship. Right. So. Um, so yeah. So I've got just I just want a quick response. No, don't want to delve yeah. into it too deep. I'm just curious. So. Now, granted, we just started the Raptors series. Do you think that this series is going to be harder or easier than the Pacers series? Easier. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say harder. You're going to say harder? Yeah. Okay. Now, if the Cavs move past the Raptors, do you think that series will be easier or harder than the Raptors? Depends on who that team is. If it's the, Cel- if it's the Celtics, I think the Cavs beat them. If it's the if it's the 76ers, for some weird reason, I think that would be a little more problematic. 
Yeah. But I just think it's interesting that even though, you know, you have the seating, that it's just like literally like the first round honestly could end up being harder than the second round. And the second round could end up being harder than possibly the, you know, five. Right. It's I, just interesting to me. I yeah. definitely think the first round is definitely going to be harder than this round. Uh, I'm not saying Indiana is better than Toronto. No. I just think the matchup is, the is matchup. much more difficult for the Cavs in the first round. Right. So I just think that's interesting. The, the Raptors have nobody on their team like Victor Oladipo, and the Cavs just could not handle him. Right. He struggled a little bit, but the way that they had to defend him opened things up for so many other players for Indy. And that's why it took took us to seven games. Like, yeah. I honestly, I'm going to be shocked if Toronto takes us past six. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like after, you said. after a, I, I probably, I might not have said that before game one, but the fact that we won game one in Toronto, on the road, yeah, I, I will be absolutely shocked. It, it does change a lot of things. Like you've said, Jordan, you've mentioned before, basketball is a matchup game, so that plays a lot into it as well. Right. So it's just, I just think it's interesting looking at. You know, as the series goes, I on. just can't get the Valachinas tip out of my head. I mean, they're they're, they're one <laughs> tip away from being up it's, again. It's, it's alright. So just I, let it go. No, I, I <laughs> but I, I think that means something. I it does. It does. It does mean something. But it means just as much, if not more, the fact that they choked it away and they didn't make it. Dan, I've watched the NBA playoffs every year of my life since I was, and I know you have too. Like teams will go up two games to nothing and they'll blow it. I just, I'm not convinced yet. I'm not convinced. That's yeah, that's but, all. Uh, Okay. Well, I, I just I, I don't I, I can't see if if the Cavs win and they have the next four out of five at home, there's no way the Cavs would lose three games on their home floor with having LeBron to Toronto. There's no chance. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I need to see the end of this game. But yeah, it's it, very it all tight depends. right if, now. If the, Cavs, if the Cavs win tonight, it can swing either way at yeah. this point. But I, I do think even if Toronto wins, I still think the Cavs have the clear advantage. They have the best player. They're gonna have home court, and they they don't fear Toronto. No, I, that I will agree with you. The Cavs do not fear. I will admit. I will agree with you there. They don't fear Toronto. So uh, yeah, uh, LeBron has LeBron's bounced back too. Uh, he had a tough shooting night. He's six of nine uh, at halftime. Um, so expect more of that in the second half. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna come down to if the Cavs can get some timely stops against Toronto here in the. In the fourth quarter, uh, I think the game's going to be close throughout. Um, but yeah, so um, I think the second half's about to start here in a few minutes. But uh, that is probably going to wrap us up here. Uh, let us know what you guys think of uh, the series so far, the playoffs so far, what we've got going forward uh, with the Cavs. I know the first round was a little shaky, but um, if the Cavs can hold on. Uh, here, take a 2-0 lead going back home. I know uh, Cavs fans are going to feel um, a lot more comfortable. But, uh, yeah, let us know. So uh, we're going to uh, come back with you guys uh, probably next week as we are kind of settling into a rhythm here, um, recording every Thursday and uh, getting this to you guys Friday mornings. Uh, hope that you check it, check it out. Check us out on social media um, on at – Living Off the Lamb Pod on Instagram and Facebook, and then at LOTL Podcast 216. Um, check us out there, interact with us, um, let us know. Uh, a bunch of people have given us some great suggestions of places to try out, um, also some great uh, sports takes that they've helped us out with, and uh, some good discussions. So keep, keep it that, going, keep that coming. And uh, also, if there's like, you know, we brought up the Holden Arboretum today, if there's a place like that, a park, or some other interesting non-restaurant place yeah a festival a festival just let us know about it yeah music yeah. venue let us know yeah all right cool well that's gonna do us it's gonna do it for us tonight um we will catch you guys next week uh thanks for checking in uh hit us up on soundcloud and on itunes uh subscribe and uh give us a good rating of five on itunes uh soundcloud just like it i think is what they do <laughs> follow so it or whatever follow it and like it and stuff so um, for uh, Paul, Jordan, Jimmy, I'm Dan. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks. Adios, amigos. See you.